Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Apple Podcasts, Podcast One, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. What the f*** is going on? I like to party. Jesus, honey, wax much? From Podcast One, this is Unwaxed. Get in, Hello, everybody, and Sophia welcome and back Sistine to Salon. our podcast, Unwaxed, with your favorite sisters, Sophia and Sistine Stallone. Uh, if you guys are watching the video version, you will see that we are not together for the first time in 26 freaking episodes. Sophia and I aren't sitting next to each other. We're in separate rooms. We are in separate rooms, separate places. And if you guys can hear from my voice, no, I am okay, but I do have a massive cold and I don't want to give it to Sistine. And also it's kind of hard to shoot a podcast um, next to each other when we don't really have like proper microphones. Remember you guys were in Florida. So it is a bit harder to record this, but it it is kind of weird. You're like right over there. So it's not terrible. I know. I'm looking out the window and I can see you. It's just so weird. Hi, Sophia. Um, Okay. Lots of exciting things coming up, you guys. For one, Valentine's Day, even though when this releases, it would have already happened. What have happened? It would have happened this Sunday, which I think is a very romantic day for it to happen on a Sunday. A Sunday? It is kind of moody, huh? I know. Is that the ambiance? Oh, we don't know. Another year of being single on Valentine's Day. Have you ever had a Valentine's? No. No? It's so strange. My relationships never lined up to where it would fall on Valentine's Day. Interesting. So every time you were dating someone, it would probably fall through before or you were starting to see someone. But I do have a tradition how I spend my Valentine's Day. How? I watched that horrible movie valentine's day with just about every actor oh you know like, the, is, is this the one that has like new year's eve picture. and then like it has taylor swift like it just has the most random people yeah it's such a bad film but i love all the celebrity cameos so that's how i spend my valentine's day i think that's how we're gonna spend it this year too we don't have valentine's yeah were okay. you guys surprised i did buy us a bottle of champagne yesterday did you I did to celebrate to celebrate you'll be my valentine I think valentine's day is slightly overrated you know what's funny I was actually maybe I'm better we're we're a little better but I was actually on reddit the other day because I just like to read people's horror stories people's bad dates so I just typed in valentine's day because it makes you feel better right and so I just typed in valentine's day to see what come up I guess surely people are triggered by this holiday there has to be something good and you won't believe Someone put a link to this article, and I thought it was so funny. I have to read you the headline. It says, cockroaches and other obnoxious Valentine's Day gifts for your ex. So listen how what? petty. Listen to the level of pettiness that I so appreciate. I think it is so funny. So it says, if you're heartbroken this Valentine's Day, you could be the bigger person and avoid sending your ex an unsolicited gag gift. But... This is where I come, this is me. If you decide to not take the higher road this year, there are plenty of options to choose from. Okay. What are the options? But this one was my favorite one. I'll just read one of them. Okay. For $5 at the San Antonio Zoo, you can name a cockroach after your former significant other and feed it to a bird, reptile, or mammal. Are... Oh my God. <laughs> the level of pettiness. Are we ready? For $20 more which I think is a good penny. You can even have the zookeepers feed a frozen rat to a reptile. If that's too intense, they have five options. Yeah. You could decorate a little box. 
That's hilarious. That's hilarious. I mean, Wait, these are so... really smart. Yeah. Can you People imagine? People broken hearts are really creative. I you know. Really, right? Think about it. Like, I would have never thought of that. So if you guys ever have a broken heart now, Sestina's giving you the proper information. Just to Send fully have a cockroach. A, a cockroach or a frozen <laughs> bug Crap. or whatever you said. Frozen oh, bug. I wanted um, – speaking of just horrible situations, um, Sestina and I – are you know (laughs) things just happen to us we're never like the first ones to know about something and this is one of those scenarios where florida um released a statement saying that like the water was contaminated and you should avoid drinking it at all costs like even in showering in it isn't good for you yeah like you need to close your mouth like at a certain point they're gonna fix it but i think someone was messing around with it did we know of course not of course not. So, you know, I'm doing, I'm downing tap water by the glass. I'm where we are water people. We are yeah. chugging this thing. And when I say that I was chugging it in front of one of my friends and he was like, you know, you're supposed to not drink that. Well, you left out a part. We've been feeling so queasy for days. Yes. And by the way, I'd like to mention this is the second time on the podcast that I've mentioned my version of montezuma's revenge why do i talk about (gasps) shit so much i'm so sorry i don't know i don't know but welcome to the show no i I, my stomach and our stomachs were so funky for so long and of course we had no idea we're drinking for three days and finally it's been probably like a week and it's feeling better finally a bit so you know idiot just dumb and dumber over here drinking some poisonous ass water without any known in the world we're freaking flowing like the Nile River. It is a mess and a half, to say the fucking least. This is this we're is so okay perfect for our dating life. This is perfect. We're okay. Yeah. Is this why we're single on Valentine's Day? Absolutely. I'm sorry if you don't find poop funny or a fart joke funny. Yeah. Doo doo. Have you? You're seen, too cool you, for me, I guess. Have you seen the show? Um, have you seen the episode of Friends with Chandler when he's about to do a job interview and the guy goes, "You have to doo doo it." And he starts cracking. <laughs> it's so stupid, but like the so whole point. Well, it's just it's like the so whole point stupid. is that. But like, poop is funny. Get over yourselves. Get over yourself. On that note, let's transition to this great segment from the poop joke to this. Um, so Sophia and I were talking about what we want to start doing more on the show, and we feel like we tell a lot of funny stories and we tell what we're doing in our day to day lives. We really want to be more open. And maybe you guys are like, no, you're open enough. We are okay. You literally just talked about poop. Stop being so open. Sorry. Sorry. Sophia and I definitely want to dive more into our personal experiences, what we deal with on a struggle day-to-day basis, share stories, what we've gone through, and sort of how we're dealing with it. Because I think a lot of people hopefully can take a a note out of it. I mean, obviously we're not experts, but we've gone through it like you guys. And I don't know. Let's, I just want to open up the conversation again, because I think uh, a podcast is fun when you can do a balance of silly and goofy and take something informational out of it. Yes. What do you think, Sophia? I I completely agree. And I think Sistine and I, although we have nothing figured out, we definitely do have (laughs) some good tidbits of wisdom. We don't, we don't take our own advice. That's for sure. Like you're going to hear this advice. No. Do we put it to fruition? No, but no, no. but I remember we did something about friends and people really liked that. And when people 
um, yes. tell us they like something, we really want to run with it. So today we're running with it. We grabbed the bag yes. and we're going to dive headfirst into it. On that note as well, I want to say most of the segments that we come up with and talk about is driven by you guys. So we listen to your questions and we read your DMs. So if you want to share a story with Sophia and I, if you want to, and it doesn't have to, we don't have to put it on the show, or if you'd like us to put it on the show, we could talk about it anonymously, of course. Please let us know because we love, know. love, love um, just connecting with you guys. So yeah. Make sure you go to the Apple podcast page write a review, leave your questions and comments in there. That is the only place we'll read it. Sorry. Do not DM And if us. it's a four star, we're not looking at it. Yeah, just give a five star. Five you know stars. Come on. It doesn't hurt to give a five star. It does not hurt. So one of the biggest things that I think is so necessary to talk about because I think everyone goes through this is self-esteem. Mm-hmm. And growing up, I know Sistine and I were really lucky because our parents – really enforced us to have a high self-esteem. They were always trying to make us the most confident person by giving us compliments or encouraging us to go at it and do whatever we want and mm-hmm. really giving us that confidence. But the thing is, is that it's not always easy and it's easier said than done. And yeah. it, all we want is to have that natural ability to walk into a room and just be that attraction to people. Yeah, but it's, it's definitely not something that people are just born with. You know no, what I mean? I feel like not. self-esteem is something that really needs to be nourished and taught and, and it involves a lot of self-love and a lot of practice. And I think where your self-esteem comes from, obviously, maybe not obviously, but for me at least, definitely stems with insecurity mm-hmm. because, I mean, what do you think? Do you think it comes from insecurity, low self-esteem? Oh, I, yeah, I think it comes from ins- insecurity. I think it comes from our negative self-thoughts. I think we are trained to think like that because I know there's so many times in my life where growing up I would think something that I was doing was really cool that I was mm-hmm. like oh this I was let's just say bionics we used to use to like make Yo. Legos do you remember bionics and I used to, <laughs> if you guys know bionics we used to build bionics without the instructions we were daily so oh no we were daily. so so good so yeah. I used to think that was super cool and I remember this one moment where I told this girl in elementary school that I did it and she looked at me like I was um, wearing a big balloon man suit with like four eyes and I was insane. And so I kind of felt insecure telling anybody about it. And so my so, self-esteem lowered. It definitely, I think, is linked to being a people pleaser. Yeah. Because I know Sophia and I have such a bad habit of this. We'll walk into a room and try to make everyone like us. When at the end of the day, that is simply impossible. Mm-hmm. For example, we'll, we'll go on a date, right? And I'll try to dress for what the person thinks or I'll try to dress how they would find me attractive or I'll try to dress to not stand out or or feel you want to a appease bit. them you want to make them feel exactly. like you want exactly. their validation to make you feel like oh I'm pretty right but at the end of the day you're walking into this restaurant you're feeling all anxious like oh my god my hair isn't high enough someone's mm-hmm. gonna notice that my shoes were the wrong color or yeah. my nail polish is chipped just dumb shit but at the end of the day People, no one cares. Restaurant, they're just trying to eat their meal. They I, don't they, care. No, and the thing about self-esteem, and I, I, I know Sistine, I both like we have this conversation all the time. Like we actually have to hype each other up all the time. I think people assume that 
people we walk into a room, we have it and we figured it out. We're faking it, honey. We're not 24 seven walking in feeling like a hundred dollars. Like let me feeling tell the you, hottest thing ever. Caring about other people's happiness, therefore putting your feelings aside, you will never, ever be happy with yourself. Never, never. Because people can see that too. And then people might even start to take advantage of that. This, that's, the, that's the key point. The yeah. moment you let your self-esteem go, the moment you think you are less than is when everyone takes advantage of you. And then that's when you get yourself into shitty relationships, shitty friendships, a toxic relationship with yourself. And that just becomes a wheelhouse full of just negative, negativity, negativity. And the only way to get off it is if you just curse part of my French, but fucking own it. You are who you are. Like I, I look, I look at Sistine when we used to model, there were days where she would wear an outfit and she just looks bomb. I mean, Sistine has that model body. Like she looks great in clothing. You do. No. (laughs) Shut up. But I remember my self-esteem when I put on the clothes, I was like, oh God, I look like a sack of potatoes here. Yeah. I looked at Sophia wishing I had that body and she looked at me wishing she had mine. So you'll never, you'll never never know. But the point of it was, was that on camera, it translated so poorly. Like my smile was awkward. My body was awkward. Like I couldn't just get into it. Like I wasn't feeling myself. And I think that's the key to everything is where when you really believe that you are who you are, who cares? I have high self-esteem. I deserve what I want and I'm going to go get it. Everyone else is going to come around you that wants the same thing, the right people. And it's like, I wish I was at those moments when I was at those photo shoots going like, I'm going to own it. Like I have I a boobs, I have butt, like I'm not going to But here's here's the thing, like looking back and hearing what you just said, I wish I could have told you this now, back then, right? I wish I could have said, don't be so self-focused, right? Don't be so self-focused because we are obviously viewing the world from our point of view. We're viewing it from us. Mm -hmm. So everything that we experience is our conversations, our old relationships, our history, the way that we feel when we put on clothes, like everything is through us, right? No yeah. one else can have that experience. So if it's really easy to become self-focused. Yeah. But had you just, you know, erased those thoughts and, and took away the installing of your insecurities, you would have put so much self-doubt on you. Like you no. are more than capable of being there and owning it. And when you own it, people believe, oh shit, that's, she's killing it. Also, why waste your time with these thoughts? Like I get mad at myself for thinking, why did I freak out this entire day about something I wore, something I did, what I said, because someone else may have thought, oh, that was a little off. Who gives a shit? Why why would I do that? But that's what makes you so likable at the end of the day. The choices that you make, the weird clothing picks that you decide to wear that night. It's what makes you you. If you were dressing for everyone else, no one wants everyone else. No one That's wants That's what makes else. you attractive and unique in an individual. So I'm happy that we're figuring this out now at 22 yeah, and really. 24 years old. But I, go, I went out yesterday, went to dinner, and I had these same thoughts. I mean, I still don't have it figured out yeah. all the time. But I can tell you when I check myself and I stop myself from feeling this way, my confidence, you guys, it skyrockets. Please try it. Like literally mm-hmm. look in the mirror. If you're nervous about how someone else is going to view your jacket tonight, just say, fuck it. I like my jacket. And I promise you, you'll walk in 
with a glow around you. It sounds so stupid, but it really works. I would love things work. This is what I want someone to do. If you really care about what you're wearing and what people are thinking around you, go into a restaurant, wear a certain jacket, right? Leave, Mm -hmm. come back a week later. Let's see if those people actually remembered what you wore that night. Yeah. No one cares. No one around you. It's all about with not even just clothes with everything you do. It's Mm -hmm. all about trusting your gut, trusting your instinct and trust the choices that you make because, you know, trust in that last risky text that you sent. Trust in all of those little things because the second that you think and you start to tell yourself, I made the right choice for me, you won't second guess any of the decisions that you made. Therefore, you'll feel confident about it. Therefore, it'll build your self-esteem, baby. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we do have some tips and tricks to get this because it is not something you get in one day and you have it for life. It is a tool. It is practice. You have to reinforce it all the time because you don't feel hot every day. Sophie and I have separate different methods of mm-hmm. how we just little things that help us. Right. So yeah, I guess we'll say what each of us do. Yeah. So why I'm a big quote person, word person. So I will go on my phone and I'll like find some words of affirmation. I will repeat things in my head. I'll say some mantras before I go out, anything to just kind of hype me up. I don't know. Like, or listen to some music. Are you more of an audio person? You need to hear it. Or do you like to visualize and see it? Um, I'm more of a visual learner, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, if you put on promiscuous girl, I will be ready to go. But I'm just saying anything that kind of gets me in that, all right, feeling myself mode, I'm good. What about you? Um, It sounds so stupid, but I actually talk to myself in the mirror. It sounds so dumb, but it'll look something like this. Mm-hmm. Sistine, you look good. You feel good. You've been working out. You've been eating right. You, you, you're at your prime. You're a prime piece of steak, baby. Yeah. Go out there and get it. Drown yourself in that A1 sauce. That's exactly what I tell myself. <laughs> no, so I don't actually tell myself that. No, I, I think that like looking at yourself in the mirror and saying I agree things – that, that you're almost scared to say about yourself or, or mm-hmm. don't hear from other people. It's really yeah. important. And you also, I just had a thought about, you don't have to think you're perfect. And there are things that I know that I'm like, okay, I need to change about myself or I need to like mm-hmm. maybe fix. Um, also, you have a little guest in the background. Mabel! Oh my God, the cat just came in. Um, what I was going to say is that... <laughs> um, there are things that I, you know that you can recognize probably you want to work on. Mm-hmm. First and foremost, own your body, own who you are right at that moment. Then I will go down and I'll write down things. I'm like, okay, I want to improve this. Um, I want my butt to be perkier. I want to eat healthier. I want to not be so negative with my thoughts. And I will continuously work throughout that week and identify them and be like, okay, I'm, I'm not going to do that today. I'm so gonna- you make a checklist. I make a checklist and it's not, and I know people are like, oh, maybe that you're reinforcing the bad things you don't like about yourself. But I think it's important to recognize what you are insecure about and And learn how to grow it, fix it, or at least own it or at least get, change your thought patterns. Because you don't have to live with feeling this way all the time. No. At the end of the day, it's a choice and it's such a hard hump to get over because I remember I was in a dark place um, 
two years ago and I felt like just a, a pile of garbage to be quite frank I felt terrible and I didn't want to get out of bed till 3 p.m and it was a choice and I put myself there I surrounded myself with people that put me there and getting yourself out of that hole is possible. It is possible. It's so possible. You can and also telling- change your thoughts about it too. Like I used to not like the way maybe my stomach looked in a bikini, for example. And I was like always so hard on it all the time. My yeah. thoughts were going back to it. And anytime I wore it, I was like, oh my God, this is embarrassing. Everyone's looking. I've had to seriously write, write this down and be like, okay, I'm going to consciously not look in the mirror for like 40 seconds and think, it's not perfect. It's not perfect. It's not perfect. And just go outside and enjoy my day. What if, what if you started to say, if you're like, okay, I don't like my stomach. What if you changed the dialogue that you use? So it wasn't so harsh on yourself. You know what I mean? Just change it and be like, I love it. I love it. And then by the way, Oh, there was this woman, this is actually a really interesting, um, advice this woman gave me a long time ago. She was, I think honestly, I was like young, I was like 15, but she was, I was looking at my dress. I forgot. I was at one of the events with mom and dad and Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, my dress is ugly. I was in the bathroom and she came up to me and she goes, I'm going to tell you a life lesson that I've learned. And I've been married for 40 years. You see these legs and her legs were like, she's older. So it's not like the 20 year old legs, but she, she has nice legs. She goes, I tell my husband every day how hot my legs are. And do you know what he thinks? I have the hottest, hottest legs in the leg. world. And, so that, and she laughed and she told me that. And I never forgot it because I was like, that's true. If you are telling your significant other or yourself constantly, day after day, that something on your body or something about you is not right, you are going to believe it's not right. If you yeah. are saying, my stomach is the hottest fucking stomach ever, and I look great. Yeah, even you are even going to believe even, it. Not even body, not even body. your brain. I am so smart. I'm a fast reader. I'm, I'm not. a dork. I'm like, but like, okay, who cares? I'm a dork. That's fun. Other dorks yeah. join me. At the end of the day, my mom always told us about self esteem. She's like, just don't give a fuck. Literally, let it go. Just let it go. Let it, let go. it go, you guys. The things, the minutiae things that you worry about. I promise you, in a week, you won't even remember the things that you were stressing out about so much. Nope. So that's the most important. When you find yourself sort of in this rabbit hole, you're like obsessing, obsessing, obsessing over things that you know you feel this way and you feel scared and you feel small. It's like walk into your room, puff your chest out, talk in the mirror. Just try little things. Just mm-hmm. try it. It can try always it. get better. Things can always get better. I liked that. <laughs> Not really. Okay. I was just trying to be nice. You didn't like it? No. I'm trying to lower your self-esteem. Horrible oh, I singing thought you voice. Meant this, I thought you meant the segment, not the singing. No, I meant the oh, singing. Really the segment was sweet. <laughs> oh my god! Um, you know, I, I want to actually bring this up, and I think this is going to be very fun for people to listen to. And I think you might get some good advice from it. So, Sistine and I, we're sisters. We live twenty four seven, twenty four seven together. Sarah. I know. Well, if you haven't figured that out now, mm, problem. But we're sisters. We live on top of each other. We pretty much look the same. Um, we have different personalities and that can lead to 
fighting. And when I say fighting, yes, Sistine and I have fought. We have kicked, we have screamed, we have slammed doors, we have done everything that sisters normally do in a fight. Maybe you guys 101, are- Sister 101. Sister 101. We're not perfect. I'm never going to act like, and we're never on this show ever going to act like we are perfect and we have it all figured out and we are the bestest friends 24-7. She is my best friend. But sometimes she wants to kill me and I want to kill her. All the time. That's the fact. If you're staying with someone for all, like 24-7, you want to punch them sometimes. But obviously- I think it would be really interesting to talk about sister fights and family fights and family dynamics because we also got quite a few questions about about fighting with your relatives and how sticky and messy it could be. And, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. for example- Sophia and I, what was the last fight you got we got into, would you say? Maybe um, like a week ago? Yeah, probably a week ago. Oh, I, you know what it, it was about like business probably. Like we were like freaking business out. Business related. That's definitely where most of our fights come from because mm-hmm. just very different approaches about everything. Just everything. very different. And it ended up being a huge, one of the big ones, you know, yeah. one of the screaming having to separate for 30 minutes just to decompress and it wasn't just us two it was all three of us it was oh like, yeah they all got roped in even jennifer got roped in oh my god the cat in the background is this very is distracting you very distracting no because like um, i think day to day we'll have like mini bicker things but it's mm-hmm. not like it's just whatever it, we're so used to it now it kind of flies overhead but this was like a genuine fight last week yes yeah, And it got really bad. Like, we all had to take walks. We were, Some people were crying. Some people were screaming. It was just, like, World War Three at its finest. But we that's normally what it is. Like, whenever we fight, it's also usually two against one. It's never I know. Against, it's so it's, unfair. It's so unfair. That's, like, the one it's problem so about unfair. having three and sisters. And the funniest thing about us fighting, too, is normally Sophia and I will be fighting. Not so much me and Scarlett or me and – or Scarlett and Sophia – Scarlett's normally the middleman, but I think it's because they're so I close think Scarlett to me. equally argues with both of us. Right, but so this is, what, this is how you win a Stallone sister fight. Say if we're debating, Scarlett will walk in the room, we'll maybe hear about 14 seconds of the fight, and then just walk towards the sister and like take, take her stand and say, It's the Sophia, worst. you're wrong. You're wrong. Scarlett no, also and then always when you goes have, on your side. No, she doesn't. She went yes. on your side the other night. Yeah, yeah, because uh, that was honestly, that was a rare occasion. And you know that. So she did go on your side. But the second Scarlet goes on your side, you've lost. There's nothing you can do because there are two voice boxes against one. You're done. And even you're if maybe done. you're potentially right, you are totally wrong. It's like, that's the problem with yeah. it. It's like, maybe if they're wrong and you're right or vice versa, yeah. you just never know. But it's funny because we have totally different fighting tactics oh my god totally different like i think it stems from childhood i doubt how is how is yours i like i know yours but explain yours when we were children and we would fight um we would wrestle a lot and sophia was much stronger than me i was like a skinny string bean scary looking kid it was very much like a slender man if you will and Mm -hmm. sophia could easily just wrestle me down and like She'd pin me down and say, like, blah, 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 you're wrong. And I couldn't fight her back. She was much stronger than me. But I was able to break her down with my words. Yeah. See, that's where, that's where that's I That's where she in. gets I feel it. like that translates to how we fight today. But not, not really. No, really? I, th- I think I'm different now. 
And I was going to say, I did used to do that. I used to be the very much the screaming and I still do. I will say my energy level will go from like, when I get into a fight, zero to hundred, like my anxiety goes oh, yeah. up, everything goes up, like full blast, full anthem. But you'll but scream until I'll, you win. Yes. I will scream until yeah. I win. But I also have realized that I've done this about myself where I'll do that mm-hmm. and then suddenly flip and drop and go, yeah, you do. Like a light switch. Like it's crazy. Like a light oh switch. God. This is my personality with a lot of things, like with dating, with guys, with friendships. I'm very Turn much off. a person. I will be so, so passionate, so angry, so argumentative, and then I will shut it off. And I can shut it off. I, it, I, my tears have sucked back into my eyes. My it's face really is neutral. It's because very interesting. You'll be screaming like crazy, right? Say if you're fighting yeah. with dad crazies yelling at each other i'll come in why are you guys even yelling at each other this is stupid resolve it you'll walk back in five seconds later okay i'm sorry i don't want to fight anymore and you'll be fine for me if i get a crazy screen from someone i literally have to go to my room like look in the bathroom yeah. mirror and just cry i literally I'm just like <laughs> fuck like i because i hate because i'm a crying cancer i hate yeah. I hate confrontation and I hate yeah. other people being upset with me so much yeah. that I have to, it gives, I need like an hour. You do and need Scarlett an hour. needs like 24 hours. Oh, Scarlett is <laughs> like, she wallows for like ever. And we're like, oh my God, get over it. No, but that's the one good thing about us is that we fight, but we get over it. Mm-hmm. The longest I think we've ever actually were mad at each other were maybe like a six hours, like, if anything. What do you think the dumbest fight we recently got in was? Um, honestly, I think it was over that text message with that girl. No. In the kiss- I got a better I- one. Which one? We got in a fight over a pack of gum. Oh my a god. Pack a pack guys, of gum. A pack of fucking take five gum. Yeah. You guys were making fun of me. You guys. Okay, well, it's not my fault. I'm not going to make you sound bad. But Sophia loves gum, right? I do and love we had gum. A gum sh- we had a gum shortage in the house. Sophia will eat like six to seven or nine pieces in one chewing. So your pack is gone. If you ever see Sophia on the street, never offer her gum. Because she will eat it all. Okay? <laughs> I have like eight in my bag. <laughs> so Scarlett goes to the market, buys one pack. I think she did it on purpose just to rile us up. She really. did just, yeah. She just did it on purpose. Buys one pack. And she, she hides it from all of us, but I find it. And I pulled it up and Sophia goes, give me a piece of gum. And we go, no, and we're running away. We're throwing at each other. What started off as a joke got actually serious. We were like, oh, wait, <laughs> wait, we're fighting about gum now. What's happening? Yeah, I got so bitter. I think I, I honestly, I do admit that I was being so sensitive. I was, I don't know you why. I don't know. I think I thought you guys were making fun of me. And I just took it so personally. Um, Sometimes I feel, not, I don't feel like this all the time, but sometimes when it comes like sister things, I always feel like people are thinking, like, I I don't know. I feel like like you two have have a plan sometimes. I'm like, oh, are they trying to like mess with me? No. That's how I That's why fighting with family, it's so stupid. And let's sort of circle back to the point of why we even brought this up. Yeah. And why it's important to sort of move on and pick and choose your battles. You guys move yes. on. Move on. At the end move of the on. day, I look at Sophia and Scarlett. They're my best friends for life. My mom always told us, 
you're going to have tons of girlfriends you're going to meet in college and, and high school and your job. And, and when you even get, have a baby, you're going to have a new group of, of mom friends. So but there'll be no, no one in your life, like your sister, best yeah. friend for life. You have a built-in best friend. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine, Mabel, honestly, <laughs> I know I genuinely can't imagine if I didn't have these two in my life because there's been so many scenarios with friends and boys and things where honestly I needed the tough oh the cat is in the frame <laughs> yeah there's there's so many times you are going to turn to your family for that honest opinion that support because I know at rock bottom these people will be there and so I I feel like we have that ingrained in our brain and so taking it back about the fighting and our fighting styles and how we resolve it is when we fight, normally we will yell, yell, yell. We're all very, very big personalities too, as you can tell. Very loud. We do not like to back down. We will separate, give each other space, give each other an hour, be in totally different rooms, go on a walk, go on a drive, all that stuff. Think about, but on your end while you're gone, think about the fight and how important important it is to keep it going like is it really like when you get home are you going to bring it back are you going to keep it going is this going to go all night or are you going to come back and just go okay this was dumb I'm annoyed about it but let's move on I don't feel like arguing about it and we're not talking about argues about pieces of gum I mean every family has gone through their stuff there's there's serious shit but it's all about coming out of it together and I think that is is so important at the end of the day mm-hmm. it's like you guys have these there's no one in your life like a family member no, no. one and so also I think that well. but I think it's also important to listen to the other side I think you need to be open when you get back yeah. to the house Sistine and I have to sit down and go okay I was feeling this way because of, of x y and z and Sistine's mm-hmm. like well I was feeling this way about x y and z And if you guys can't come to a middle ground, then go, okay, I understand you. You understand me. This is the way I work. This is the way you work. Let's move on and let's just not ruin our day because it's like not worth it. And, you know, since you're not here, we're saying we fight. We do it all the time. We probably will in the next couple of days. And we're going to do it. probably fight right after the Zoom call. Maybe. We'll probably argue about how the setup is right now. What should we fight about? What should we fight about? Hmm. Um. The fact that you have to take care of the dogs. I've been hanging out with the dogs all morning, so. Yeah, well, maybe I'll fight with you about how we look sort of matching right now. Oh, yeah. Three people told us we look like twins last week. I don't think we look like twins at all. All right, make a twin face. I'm trying to do your face. Nah. Nah, this doesn't work. And we are back with another segment of unsolicited advice. You guys. From, um, can I have a moment? I was going to say. I be part of, can I be part of the jingle? You always okay, start the jingle. Go, go, go. From your sisters. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sophia and Sistine and Mabel, the cat. Okay, so. That. Guys, remember once again, if you want us to answer your questions, please go on to Apple Podcasts, send us that five star, send us that review, and we will answer it on the show. 
So, also yeah. follow our Instagram and our YouTube people. Yeah, you guys, our Instagram, we upload really good content. And by the way, we do it all ourselves. Just letting you all know everything, every edit, yeah. every post, every caption. Zuck we see us. it all. We see we it see all. everything. So today we have Courtney from New York and she wrote- Hey, Courtney. <laughs> woo woo, Courtney. Obs- okay. Oh my God. Um, obsessed with this podcast. I literally tell all my friends about it. We all wish you guys were in New York City because you seem super fun. Oh, um, we do the same thing with Hinge. It's a group effort. Yes. Honestly, you guys, if you are on Hinge and you have Apple or what's it, screen sharing? Airplay. Airplay, do it. Show all your it's friends. It's like a live Drink, dating show. Get a bottle of wine and go through it and your girlfriends will tell you if it's a good or bad match. Okay. So to the question, do you have any suggestions on dating Hinge during the pandemic and having interesting combos since there is not much going on? Wow, that is a very, very um, prevalent question because I know that we're kind of going through the same thing right now. So repeat the last part of the question. It was how, like, what interesting conversations to have during the pandemic since there's not much going on. Like, what You're are you right. About? I'm not going to lie, Courtney. I deleted my hinge because there was not <gasps> much to talk about. I know. I know. I know. The thing that I found with hinge was it was sort of easy to start conversations because it's based off of this questionnaire that's on your profile so people can directly respond to one of your questions in a witty way. But I guess for interesting conversation, I mean, it is hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, she said suggestions on dating and hinge during the pandemic and then having interesting combos. I feel like dating during the pandemic, it is a whole new ball game. I feel like people are yeah. a bit, obviously, way more hesitant to go out. I think that it is, you have to be a lot more creative with the type of dates you want to totally. do. And I want to say go. from the conversations that I had on hinge with people, it's sort of annoying but it's you have to remind yourself that there's not a lot of people out there that can make interesting conversation. Do you know what I okay. mean? It's, you guys, that is such a true and fa- such a I, fair statement. I'm so sorry, but it, like Courtney, you seem like a really cool gal, and you seem like you you can keep up a, co- a good conversation, right? But not a lot of people can. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to force it if it doesn't just come naturally. Because I have had some guys on Hinge that are funny and great and, and we'll just say random things that are make the interesting conversation so much fun. But there are a lot of people that just miss the mark. Big time. Big time. Big you know, time. I, I, think, I think not talking about the pandemic, don't talk about COVID, don't talk about what you're doing at work. Yeah. You know, start bringing up things that are your hobbies that are outside all that. Like, where do you guys like to travel? Ask that question. What is your favorite animal? What's your favorite drink? What's play a game with right. each other? So what I would do, what I would do, for example, is one of my questions was, you could never beat me in blank. And I filled in chess. And it was at the time when Queen's Gambit was blowing up. So one of the best ways that people would slide in, they'd say, all right, but let's play a game of chess, right? And then we would just get into a conversation about that and where it started. I'd say, oh, I joined the chess club. Lie. You don't have to say, you don't have to join the chess club, but just be weird. Like, just say funny things because you might not even meet these people. That's true. And if you're actually planning on meeting up with this person, and you said you're from New York, so I'm trying to think of the ways that maybe you could maybe go to Central Park and have a little coffee and walk around. I love coffee dates. I think coffee dates, people are sleeping on them. I would love 
if you did a Zoom date with one of these guys, get put a ring light in front of you, get real dressed up, cute, look bomb, have a glass of wine, and just talk that way. It's perfect. I don't you know, know why? I think you get that would to be filter kind of them cool. out. Yeah, you and get to filter you them out. You just hang up. But that's what I'm saying. You get to filter these guys out. I think it's horrible when you go on this date and they suck and you're like, all right, shit, I well, have to be here for an hour, but I can see them over the screen. That's such a good point. Let me tell you, there's a lot of weirdos out there too. There's a lot of I weirdos. Actually text, I actually got a text from a guy that I saved the contact as creepy hinge chef oh yesterday. Him? You texted? Just be careful. Yeah. Be creepy careful. Be careful. If you have a creepy hinge chef, avoid at all it's costs. I, I wish that I could give you advice on dating, um, but I am simply not doing it. But my advice yeah. for conversation is sort of start as if you're already in the middle of a conversation with someone. Just sort of ignore the, hey, what's up? How are you? Where do you live? What do yeah. you do? Just sort of just start as if you guys have been talking for two days straight. Yes, I completely agree It'll that. just accelerate. Yeah. yeah that's a, I think one thing that Sistine and I do really well, and I think this should be taken... Um, for all dating advice, like not just during the pandemic in general, be, I know it sounds so, so simple, but like actually be yourself, your full true self right off the bat. If you are nervous, honey, go walk around the block, shake it off and literally be, if you're a dork, be a dork. Because let me tell you, that's more attractive. Guys tell you that too. They don't like the games. They don't like the cool girls. They don't like, you know, no. putting up ask a front. Ask the weird questions. If you have something weird to ask, like I would be messaging a guy, I will say the weirdest thing on it. The weirdest thing. Because and, think about like, how many funny. girls that they're messaging. Think about how many girls that they're messaging, right? And you want to stand out some way. All of the other girls are probably just saying cute, sort of maybe cheeky, sexy things, trying to get yeah. their attention. But if you said something so left field, so I just out of nowhere, they're going to be like, wait, that's Whoa. interesting. That caught my eye. That girl's so, yeah. funny. Yeah. It's also reel them in. Confidence. Reel them in with that. So I hope everyone liked today's episode. We definitely did. I actually loved talking about self-esteem and our sister fights. It it gives us a whole other side of us being vulnerable. Of course, we threw in a little dating there. We're gonna try to not do that too much because we have talked about sex and boys a lot. So we if, do want to hear from you guys. So yeah, please, so if please. you guys do have a any topics, send Thrust them, them our way. Smack mm-hmm. me in the face with your topics. <laughs> love to see it. We love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Unwaxed. We will see you, you lovely lovebirds, next Tuesday. Bye. Bye. From all of us here at the show, thanks for staying Unwaxed. No! Be sure to download new episodes every Tuesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or PodcastOne.com. Follow your hosts at Sophia Stallone and at Sistine Stallone. And be sure to follow the show at Unwaxed Podcast. Your producer is Will Sterling. We'll see you next week. Unwaxed.